Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You are now listening to TDL on silverandblackpride.com. Everybody, we are back. It is taped on live. It's favorite Raiders podcast, favorite Raiders channel, favorite Raiders breakdowns, favorite Raiders everything. We are back. It is the review episode, reviewing the 41 to 14 beatdown um, by the Kansas City Chiefs against the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, you know, make sure you guys already know what to do. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Hit the download button. No, sorry, not the download button. Hit the like button right hit the like button also hit the dislike button as well if you don't like it you know if you come here and you're upset about the game you know come here and dislike it it's okay we're, we're right you know if you don't agree with some of our viewpoints here that's all right you can go ahead and dislike it let us know um and uh go ahead and leave a comment too you know let us know you don't like that or you know let us know that you do like it you know what i mean um and uh make sure you follow us on twitter at the Mark John NFL and then at BD Williams 18. BD's back from his uh, uh, TDL paid paternity leave. Uh, we appreciate all the views, you guys. It's made, it's made paid paternity leave. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, the views you guys gave us the past uh, couple of weeks. So appreciate that. Uh, make sure you guys uh, cop a little um, t shirts and manscaped.com as well and uh, hit that discount code TDL. So, BD, welcome back, man. Uh, Came back to, uh, I mean, the defense just was must have been lost without you. They just like didn't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they wanted yeah, to give, was, they, uh, they wanted you to come back. They they, they wanted you yeah. to come back and have something to do. I think I was, uh, yeah, I, I was, I was blessed to have a son as a gift, right. right? Yeah, but then that's all I got because Raiders were trash. You, you you know what I'm saying? I got I got to put things in perspective. Obviously, yeah. Uh, but you know, yeah, you're right. Uh, Raiders defense definitely looked lost. It was a pretty pretty bad performance, like all around, every which way. So I'm going to talk about uh, a lot of it, much of it. You know, um, there's certain things that were understandable. Brandon Face on he's already reserve reserve corner. He goes out. They pick on Desmond Trufant a little bit. Okay, you okay. got to chalk that up in the NFL. But you know, a lot of guys had opportunities. They were out schemed, they were outplayed, mismatches, you name it. It was pretty bad uh, for the Raiders defense. Uh, so yeah, so we'll have we'll talk about that. We'll have a conversation about you know Gus Bradley, some some of the drawbacks with some of the simplified things that he does on okay. defense. Uh, so yeah, so that's what I'm gonna talk about. What about you, man? Uh, what I'm gonna talk about today, I'm gonna talk about the the run game and um, you know J- J- Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake are absolutely terrible uh in this game i don't know what happened i don't know what you know what they're doing but they were just absolutely awful so i'm gonna go into that and try to you know show what happened and how that kind of slowed down the the whole game plan because you know i posted on twitter how you know they came out trying to run the football at a heavy personnel i mean that was kind of their game plan like we're gonna punch him in the mouth we're gonna play ball control we're gonna you know keep the ball away from patrick mahomes and those guys don't let them kind of try to get going don't let them try to you know score a lot of points and i don't know if that was like a 
a team game plan? Because I think it might have been because I think, you know, Gus Bradley and them kind of knew, like, we're not going to be able to be able to high all day. So <laughs> we going to need you guys to stop them from having the football. So they came out there and they came with the game plan of we're going to run the football and we're going to, uh, you know, get the screen game going and, you know, keep play keep away. And it didn't work. Right. So they didn't work. They couldn't play keep away with them. And then the Chiefs ended up playing keep away with them. Um, Chiefs came with that game plan themselves. Like we're going to play keep away from the Raiders. And I mean, all, all those things kind of accumulated to a 41 to 14 loss and the Raiders turned it on a little too late. And I'm going to talk about that and some of the mistakes. And, and then the offensive line got exposed again when Derek Carr had to try to throw deep and make a lot of plays, you know, those five to seven step drops turn into uh, pressure opportunities. So yeah, it, it was just yeah. game. The game plan itself was made sense, right? I mean, that's that's the game plan. You want to run the ball, like you can't run the ball against these guys. I mean, teams run the ball on them all year. That was your game plan. But I don't, I don't know if they expected Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake just to. I don't, I don't know what they're doing out there. So, uh, I, I mean, it, it goes to show like this is about complimentary football. You know, like the team that played the best complimentary football ran away with it. You know, like, yeah. And we've seen Mahomes get impatient, you know, and not take the check downs and not take the underneath stuff, which is where the, I mean, we, I've talked about it for a few weeks now. The underneath stuff is automatic for quarterbacks. Okay. And really, this whole defense is just about making them be perfect, right? And mm-hmm. thinking yeah. that you're going to, you're going to make more plays than they do. But that was far from the case, right? Like, they made a lot more plays on, on the, you know, the Chiefs offense, right? Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, at that point, now you're now as a defense, you're just able to tee off and kind of bait Derek Carr into some of these things, knowing he has to push the ball downfield. So, so yeah, I mean, it was complimentary, great complimentary football by them and really bad for the Raiders, right? Yeah, and as we're saying, when, when they got to the point where they started wanting to push the football down the field and and, you know, get some throws – I mean, it was just too late. And then, you know, Derek Carr, you know, kind of got into like, you know, the usual hero ball type of thing, you know, and then just throwing it up in the air. And then there's his boys, A. Jones, leading him out to dry over running it. <laughs> you know, just just left it out to dry. I mean, I mean, they're supposed to be homies. I don't know how you just leave your homie out there to drop the dry like that. But uh, and then Brian Edwards just watched it up in the air for a second. Maybe he was like in disbelief that the ball was in there. I don't know. But he like watched it first. Just too long for him to try to react and try to get that <laughs> it's just awful. It's got awful, awful football at that point. And I mean, they, after the fumble with Deshaun Jackson, I mean, they basically just fell apart. I mean, the game was over at that point because um, they had to keep pressing and, and their passwords was not going to hold up. So it was holding up long enough, those two drives that they were able to get some big plays and they lost those opportunities to make some plays and that fumble. And then after that, I mean, it was just hell. Yeah, so, I mean, I have, I think, a separate conversation about kind of like the mindset of, like, defeat setting in, maybe a little bit for this team. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we jump into that, because I feel like that's, like, best safe for the end. Yeah. Why don't you just jump into your breakdown, show us, um, you know, what what you're looking at from the offense. You know, I, def- I definitely agree. Obviously, easy to see from the TV broadcast angle and all. You know that the Raiders had a real tough time running the ball. 
So interested to see what your perspective is going to be on that. Okay, let's do it. All right, so let's talk about uh, Jacobs and Drake's bad day. All right, so uh, uh, Jacobs and Drake, they just, I mean, one of the worst running performances I've, I've seen in a minute. And, you know, I thought it was office line at first, but once the more you watch, the more you see they're just kind of, you know, missing things, right? So, I mean, we'll start off with this this run right here uh, with Willie Gay making a huge play. I mean, this is kind of the, one of the plays that was on the offensive line, right? So we'll start off with something that was on the offensive line first up, right? So we got Foster Moreau. They're running inside zone. For some reason, he blocks the defensive end. The, I mean, when he's right next to Darren Waller instead of going up to Willie Gay, right? And Willie Gay makes that tackle, which Matt Holder covered on this earlier on the preview right and that was kind of like one of the main miss blocks that was just on the offensive line right or on the d on the tight ends or whatever right but we're going to start seeing some, some some big things missed here all right guys so let's check out this one okay this play mid zone all right so we got mid zone we'll be running mid zone to Kenyon drake's left okay right you guys just saw the play now we're going to watch it in slow motion. Okay. So you get to mid zone, right? We call it, they got, you got the three way go. You got to see he has two ways. Can you Drake? He could, he could cut it back actually, but he, he had that huge lane to his left and he decided not to take it. And he wanted to run into traffic for three yards. All right. So, I mean, that's not on the office line. That's blocked up beautifully. He had a cut back and he, you know what it was a, uh, um, I forgot his bounce cutback. I forgot the other term for the other one, but yeah, I mean, he had the cutback and the bounce right there. So here's yeah. another one, right? Inside zone. I mean, you guys can kind of see this one. I put this on, uh, on Twitter, but this is kind of just ugly. This is Josh Jacobs. I mean, this B gap is wide open on this inside zone. Okay. So here we go. Inside zone to the left, you know, inside zone, they open up away from the tight end. Three-way go. I mean, fifty-four is backpedaling, right? I mean, this is this is uh, uh, this is us. What second and six that turns into three yards? That could have been like 14, 15, right? Kind of slows down a drive a little bit, right there. So, right, so this, the drive gets slowed down based on that situation, right? So we got a run right here, right? So next one, next run, Josh Jacobs. Another one, right? So this is split zone, okay? And we're going to watch Kenyon Drake do this next run. You guys probably think, well, Josh Jacobs can't get there, right? But this is a three-way go on split zone. He has a chance to come back, come and hit that cutback, and he doesn't follow it, right? And we're going to watch Kenyon Drake do the same run. This is the best run of the day, okay? Split zone, right? Same three-way go. See how Ken Kenyon Drake sees it. And he'll make the cutback right there, right behind Darren Wall. It was the same thing Josh Jacobs said it did earlier i mean maybe would have got a touchdown they still got a touchdown on that drive but it kind of shows how bad they were this game and th this one's the, the worst one man this is terrible i, I have no idea what the hell Kenyon drake was doing on this one okay so we'll stop it right here right so he's he can, he's got the outside okay he's got brandon parker right he's about to take out ward right brandon parker start to take out ward melvin ingram has to go through brandon parker okay i that's the big thing. So it looks like Melvin Ingram might get outside. He has to kind of go through Brandon, Brandon Parker to get there. But Kenyon Drake just runs into him. 
I don't, I don't know what he was doing there. I've, I've, <laughs> I literally watched that play for a long time and I just couldn't, I couldn't figure it out. Uh, and then uh, this one is another pretty egregious one. Um, not really egregious, I would say. I'm going to take that back. But I, I think Josh should have bounced this mid zone. All right. And I'm going to show you why he should have bounced this one. And he could have got something out of it. He could have got more out of it, basically. Because basically, Frank Clark, he goes inside. Okay. So since when Josh Jacobs gets this football, he's got to see that, that Frank Clark is inside right Clark is winning inside he has to bounce it like right away like it has to be like full speed he has to take the outside I mean he, he stiff arms people all the time I mean he could stiff arm Melvin Ingram get like three or four or five yards right there but I mean, you get one right and there's plays left on the field this whole game so it's, it's, it's hard to say the game plan didn't work when you have these mistakes right so you got inside zone again here right inside zone you know, the same thing here, guys, right? And Josh Jacobs just misses a wide open hole once again, right? And it's over and over. I mean, this, 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 this is bad. I mean, how many runs is this? I feel like this is like eight runs, right? And this is another one, him dancing. Watch, watch him dance on his inside zone. Instead of just hitting this hole, he, come, he comes in there and kind of just, you know, does a little left and right dance, Got the three-way go, right, for the zone run. Look at the hole. If he just hits it, I mean, he, he, he might even could, could have hit the other one with some power, right? But hesitation, he dances, he's waving, he's swerving, nothing. So, I mean, it's hard to say that the Raiders couldn't run the football in this game. It's hard for me to say that, okay? Um, they just didn't execute. It's just, I mean, that's basically the whole offense. We're going to see this in pass pro, too. Pass pro ruins some big plays, okay? Um, and like I said, this is all over the tape. It's just bad execution all over this offense. And that that's the most frustrating part for me watching this is just, I mean, there's plays there to be made if they execute it. So you see here, you know, Jerron Reed goes right by John Simpson. I mean, there's a little confusion there from Andre James. I think, I mean, he helped on Melvin Ingram. Maybe that's his assignment. I don't know. I'm not in the room there, especially with pass blocking, right? So we watched this one more time. Right there, Jerron Reed goes right by him. And while he's getting sacked, you know, they're running a peel concept. And Darren Waller's about to be wide open on a wheel route. And look what Juan Thorhill. Juan Thorhill's looking to his right. He's not even looking at Darren Waller. He's look, Juan Thorhill's looking <laughs> towards the, the post route. That's a touchdown. It's literally a touchdown. Unless Dark Car misses it, I mean, but we, we hope that doesn't happen, but he's wide open, right? So here we go. Another one. A, a big miss right here, right? Derek Carr, I mean, he can't really step up in his pocket and throw this football, right? A little bit, eh, I mean, right? Can move in there, but when you see it from this side, I mean, this is when it gets kind of crazy, man. It's like this, this concept is nuts. Okay, this is the only one I'm showing, like the whole concept on this one. This is crazy. So this, this could be like a post route. And then watch like Deshaun Jackson kind of <laughs> holds it. And Zay Jones is going to be wide open. But Derek Carr is kind of already out of the pocket because of the pressure was getting pushed into him. He wanted to be able to step up into this throw. He can't. He can't step up into the throw, right? You know, he steps up like a normal quarterback. Frank Clark's right there. He's grabbing on him. So he has to run through it misplay missed opportunity on that one right so uh, this one is the chuck up in the air so here's alex otherwood getting beat right 
right there. And, you know, at this moment in time, Zay Jones is uh, running, uh, about to be wide open because there's two things going on in this place. So there's a, a go route, right, with Brian Edwards. So if he goes to Zay Jones, he goes to the go route. If he goes to Edwards, he goes to Zay Jones because you see where Thornhill's leverage is on the other side. It's who knows what that play would have been, right? And it's a toss up in the air. Just ugly. And, you know, here's the last toss up in the air. Um, this one, the Chiefs are blitzing, right? You see the Chiefs blitzing right here. Derek Hall calls it out. I want you guys to notice that. See Derek Hall call out the blitz. He's, he pointed. He's pointing at that direction. They don't pick it up. <laughs> Nobody picks up the, the line. Leatherwood is blocking inside. I don't know. He must have missed a check, right? Free runner towards Derek Carr. He's grabbed. So let's watch what's happening on the other end. It's Brian Edwards. He's running wide open. He's, he just, they run a dig and go against the safety, against cover two. He's wide open. Derek Carr still tries to throw it to him. <laughs> So I don't know, that's funny. He's so trying to. <laughs> he was like, he's got no other choice, I guess, at that point. Uh, yeah, that that hurts when you when you break it down like that. When you show like the concepts are winning concepts. It is. This is schemed up great. You know, it was. It's just. It just comes down to obviously the execution, uh, and it's the same on both sides of the ball. Chiefs just made way more plays. Yeah, you know, straight up. Um, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever that was. You know, it, they made it. Uh, so I guess you got to catch them. You know, at the same time, got to hope that that run game can start going again. So they don't have to be in these five and seven step drops and leaving Alex Leatherwood on an island, you know, leaving Andre James or John Simpson on an island, whatever it is. Mm. Brandon Parker, having having them be able to play action pass a little bit, having them, you know, be able to enforce their will on these guys. Got to got to get the run game going. Um, interesting to see kind of like some of these vision issues. I'm wondering if I could ask you when we when you see where uh, teams play the Raiders. What are their linebackers doing? Are their linebackers sitting back or are linebackers when they play the Raiders run game, like hitting the hole immediately? They're coming up. They're coming up at this point. They're coming yeah. up, especially, I mean, the Raiders are still running the ball a lot on first down, which I didn't notice until this week when I started kind of, you know, finishing up a lot of my charting um, and getting really caught up as the Raiders are, especially in the first half, are still running the ball a lot on first down. Um, so the flip side though, is that they're doing play action a lot on their passes on first down. So they're mm -hmm. mixing it up with uh, that kind of that mixture of a little bit of the play action on first down and, you know, with the run game too, mixing it up that way. And, and what's interesting about this game too, is that, you know, the play, the big plays that happen in this game. So like the big monster, you know, not the big plays, but like the, there was a sequence where they had 122 yards on five plays. Okay. Yeah. Right. And on that sequence, they ran play action uh, on three of those plays. And those three plays um, went for about um, 80 yards off the top of my head right here. I'm looking at. Okay. Right. So 
um, I mean, it, it, it like opened everything up after that, right? Um, because I, I think when teams are, you know, on first down and they're coming up and they're trying to, you know, do whatever, they're trying to, you know, attack or they're trying to come down and attack those gaps because the Raiders have the tendency to run on first down. They do. I mean, that's kind of their tendency right now, even without Gruden being there. I mean, now that I look at it, I mean, Olsen's running on first down too. But the difference is you'll get a play action Yankee to Deshaun Jackson on first down too. <laughs> right. I mean, I think that's the kind of the difference of the outlook that you have to look at it. Or like if, if they, they run on first down and they get five yards, right. They'll, they'll play action on second down and short. Right. I think there's a little bit of a mixture with that, but if they're getting shut down on first down and they're, they're losing yards on those first down runs, then it, it, it shuts down kind of, everything because they're not very good on third down right now. And one of the reasons why they're not good on third down is because it gets them out of the, the three-step drop game that they're doing so much right now, which is protecting the offensive line. So when they get in the third and longs, we see a lot of those sacks and those blitzes coming and right. their lines not holding up because the lines just is not good. And they've, they've kind of been hiding it a little bit. I mean, they're able to still hide it against the giants too, a little bit, but this game, they couldn't, they couldn't hide it. And no. they had to try to play through it. And I mean, that's why you saw a lot of the mistakes happen and a lot of, you know, the, a lot of the issues, but I still, I still say the fumble was the changing point in that game, because I think the offense, like I said, they had 122 yards, you know, five plays and, you know, they were able to get a lot of explosive plays when they tried to uh, move the football. And I think Greg Olson adjusted really well too. I, I think they, uh, you know, they weren't, I don't know if they were, they were expecting to play that ball control stuff, but I think once they got out of it, they started attacking the coverages really well and what they wanted to do. That's like the fake screen to Brian Edwards that happened. I mean, that was a, that was a lot because they were playing so much cover two and they were playing a lot of short stuff. So when, you know, Derek Carr was like, you know, you know, checking down early on, they were ready there. Boom, boom, boom. That's why you see like Josh Jacobs in the third two get tackled real quick. So what they did, they started throwing pump fakes to those to those plays. So they got like one to t- Brian Edwards. They would pump fake to to a um, to Zay Jones, and they hit Edwards over it because they missed Edwards on that previous time to Jacobs because Edwards came open late. So they came back to it, and then again, you know, they did another one, and then they hit Edwards on a dig route, and then they're hitting, then they're setting it up to get Tyron Matthew on Deshaun Jackson one on one, and it's a post route. And then you're seeing some of the stuff that they miss on some of the pressure. I mean, they had a line man escape, but it would it would have been a shootout. Let's just say that. But they don't have a line, and they can't do that. That's those seven step drops consistently, unless they're playing like you know a team that doesn't have Chris Jones and Melvin Ingram and uh, Jaron Reed. Yeah, um, I mean, I think you said it, and I think this sets up a solid segue. I mean. It should have been a shootout, right? And I put I put some blame also. A lot, I put a lot of blame into the, def, in the into the performance of the defense. Okay? Like any which way you could have been beat, Raiders got beat on defense, right? Yeah. Um, so here, let me just jump in here. Share my screen. All right, so first things first. Uh, Raiders were exposed in their individual matchups. Okay, here we go. We got Perryman. He's in the middle of the field. Nate Hobbs playing man-to-man on the slot. 
Luka gets beat off the line inside, but that's okay in this defense. You got Perryman there to drive on this crosser here, right? Okay, no. Missed tackle, missed tackle. You got a big run and gain on what really was a perfect call for that situation. Here we go. We got one cross playing, one cross. Perryman in man-to-man alignment. He's going to drop off this, okay? He's a rat in the middle of the field. He's in perfect position to drive on this, break a pass up, maybe even get an interception, but he slips, literally slips when he's in the perfect spot. He knows it, okay? Then Desmond Trufant's got to come in the game. He's taking a gamble. It is what it is. You know, he wants to get that interception. He wants to come in and get that, that interception. He's going to get beat. Now the Raiders aren't playing some too high. Cover five slice, okay? Down Levitt, he's, he's got to drive on the first in-breaking route, but he second-guesses himself, steps behind him. He was there to make that play, just hesitated too much, okay? Uh, Brandon Faison also, here we go. Starts get the hands on, but he starts peeking into the backfield. You can't start peeking when you got – Tyreek Hill running past you here, okay? So don't get greedy, face on. Okay, bad play by him. And then really the main perpetrator, Jonathan Abram. Here he is in cover four. He's got any vertical breaking route from this tight end right here, okay? And just, you know, double taps to break, gets beat. At least he makes the tackle though, okay? This is the most egregious and probably most embarrassing play of Jonathan Abrams' career, but he's had his fair share at this point on the backside of cover three. He's going to play this running back man-to-man. It turns into a scramble drill. Instead of plastering, he gives the guy his back, tries to zone turn this, and gets mossed by a back. Not even a wide receiver or a tight end, a back. <laughs> he, did the, he did a small thing to him. Gosh, yeah, he did. It's so embarrassing. I mean, and this is what it should look like. You see Carlton man turning it, right? Okay, there you go. Um, now, exploiting the rules of the defense. It's not just on the players. Gus Bradley also got outcoached. Uh, my bad, Marcus. I got to cut this part out. Uh, I, I realized later on I put this in twice. Oh, you good. Yeah, I'm just going to let it run here and just get to the next one. Okay, so... Raiders on the backside of cover three, they're always going to carry these verticals. Okay, it's on the weak hook curl dropper to execute what's called a Leroy buzz. He's always going to be late to the flat. Okay, but at least should be a tackle at the sticks, not for a first down. Okay, they knew the rules, put him in a bad spot. Here we go. Uh, Raiders are playing a little bit of too high here. Jonathan Abram, when he sees this tight end come down and block, that's his man. So he comes up and triggers against the run action. Okay, face on when he sees this little stutter step, he also triggers, oh, no one's back there. Easy touchdown, great concept against that. Okay, here's another one. Got a little zoom motion here. Everyone's going to jump over it, one gap. Okay, and we're going to get a little run action. So here we go, hops, triggers. But we also get a drag from the opposite side of the field. Leaves that area of the field wide open. Great screen call, fantastic play design to beat that look right there. Now we have Travis Kelsey, he's in the backfield. Now it's gonna confuse the guys on the back end, okay? Normally if Kelsey's here, Abram's just gonna play this man to man, essentially on the backside, okay? But he's in the backfield, gets hit with this little sale concept. They don't communicate who's supposed to have Kelsey, okay? Just schemed him up, straight up. Gus Bradley had a hard time executing, calling the things, uh, you know, for the right situation. Okay. And you were saying that this is throwing shade at the Raiders, Marcus? Yeah. Uh, they ran this last year on them. 
<laughs> Alec Ingold, same exact play. That is super shade. Super shade right there, bro. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Here's another example. They're in cover three. Weak hook curl player always takes three vertical. It's in a short space. He sees a run action. It's Tyreek Hill. He can't chase after that. It's just knowing the rules, the defense, and playing cover three beaters. Now, they also did some interesting things to take Crosby out of the game as much as they could. Here we go. We got a little chip block. Turns into a little fake screen, pseudo screen play, right? A little improv, okay? Running catch, a lot of missed tackles on this play. Look at it from the all-22 angle. We see down here, everyone gets up out of there. They're treating Kelsey like a blocker. They're not expecting Kelsey to just turn around here on the line of scrimmage. And that with his, you know, proven ability to break tackles and run after the catch, it's a tough one for the defense to get him down. Um, here we go. Here, here's another one. Shucks him at the line of scrimmage. Just turns around. It's a little easy one. Breaks some tackles. Turns what should have really been a, a non-factor into a huge play. Good Lord. Right? And look, look. They even got a little wide receiver in on this. Raiders never adjusted. They never did anything about this. Okay? Pretty bad look. Okay? And then also... Some of these guys just missed opportunities straight up. Okay, look at this. Look at this play. It's a, it's, it's a blitz. KJ Wright just on the ground way too long. It should have been a, should have been a sack. Should have had a big play right there. Here we go. Casey Hayward weaves through traffic. Okay, it's a good play. It would have been a great play if, it, if it's an interception right right through his hands. Okay, here's another one. Nate Hobbs. Slaps this out of the ground. Casey Hayward gets off that block. Maybe he gets in on that fumble recovery. Okay, get off the block, Casey Hayward. Here we go. Trayvon Mary in the middle of the field. This is perfect. This is textbook. This is great. Okay, beats him to the spot. He had two chances to catch it, and he didn't. And he didn't wind up with it. Right. You know, it's. Uh... Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that there were a lot of opportunities for the Raiders, despite being really out-schemed and outplayed, there was some opportunities in there for them to kind of even the score and yeah. turn, this, turn this into some drama and not let it be a runaway, right? Um, so it's really unfortunate to see that. It's, it's really also unfortunate to see, like, just this is the same exact scheme that Gus Bradley has run for, like, the last four years against the Chiefs. Nothing changed. There, there, there wasn't anything special to, with the, with the personnel that he has, yada yada yada. Like he just, he just played the same, played in the same way that he has uh, for several years now. And I was really disappointed to see that because I was really hoping that we'd see a wrinkle. You know, we'd see something to kind of throw him off. We've seen how two high defenses are playing this year, and it's really uh, giving you know even the best quarterbacks a really tough time. And he kind of just stayed in his normal bag of tricks. So I was disappointed to see that. And then when it comes down to it, you know, Jonathan Abram, I've been a supporter of his. But with the, with the league moving towards you need to be a deep safety, right, to be mm -hmm. a safety, I just don't think Abram's got that really in, in him at this point. You know, he, he's, not a, he's not a quarters guy because he can't play guys tight ends man-to-man, -man. Um, you know, and – you know, just some of the some of the instincts down the field, are, I think, are off for him. Despite being an explosive athlete, you know, it's just not enough for Jonathan Abram at this point. I think the book is unfortunately being being written on Jonathan Abram, and as long as he's the starting strong safety, how does he? How, you know, he's not going to make a big enough impact to make the like 
when Gus Bradley's had great defenses, we were talking about Derwin James playing strong safety. We we're talking about Cam Chancellor playing strong safety. You know, like Rayshon Jenkins honestly would have been a better option this year. They should have, they should have snapped him up. Um, you know, he and he, wherever he landed, I, I've seen that he's playing, playing pretty good, and he played uh, this, this position in Gus Bradley's defense last year much better than Jonathan Abram was playing at this point. Okay, Jonathan Abram's just not making, making a big enough impact against the pass. Uh, so it's just there's nothing that they can do. Like Dallin Levy is the next best guy. So like, what do you do? I mean, so what does Roger Teamer do? I mean, he gets healed up, man. They get it healed up. I mean, put Javin White out there. Or maybe put Diablo out there, bro. I mean, because cause my thing. Okay. All right. So he can't cover, right? Right. But he can he can play the run. I mean, that's basically the only thing he really can do. I mean, he can play the run. Uh so he can't cover. Right. I, I so I don't I, I was expecting, maybe it's just me, maybe I'm crazy. I was expecting to see some Diablo. I just was. I was expecting, like, Diablo picks that pass off. He's he's basically a safety. He would pick that pass off super easy, right? Because he, he um, I mean, he did that stuff in college. I mean, and he has that, he has that athletic ability where he could do both, I think. He really, he literally could cover, right? And he has good transitions. And even when you showed him playing week three, and even when he, he made some mistakes out there, which he's going to do. I mean, he's a rookie, right? He's going to make the mistakes, but I, I thought you still showed some good elements in him being able to play safety. So I think maybe they should just bite the bullet and be like this whole linebacker type of thing. And if you want to be able to play too high and play dime, I mean, throw Diablo out there. I mean, he obviously can cover. I don't know. I don't know why he hasn't gotten another look out there because he has played special teams and he played a little bit on Sunday. Yeah. Okay. Uh, on on defense, but not back at back there at that deep safety. I think that that's really what the issue is. It's like Gus Bradley at first. He's like, I love cover three. I'm play a lot of cover three. Jonathan Abram, as as far as like being in, in the box, like that works. I can make that work, right? Mm-hmm. And then as we're seeing, like, okay, no, it's actually too high. That's you know going to change the way that you know offenses play. Mm-hmm. John Abram is just not a high safety, you know, and you know a too high guy. Like, that's just not what he is, right? Yeah. So um, I think that they're, they're trying to figure it out because when they do go too high with at a dime, they leave Abram in the box and they put down Levitt back there. I mean, come on. <laughs> you know? Like, uh, at, at least at least get Roger Teamer a chance to play high safety. Like, if that's – if you just don't like Abram back there, you know, but I agree, like Diablo as well, like, Get these guys out there on the field, and I think it's a real shame that they're just not trusting Abram to play these two high looks at all. Um, that or that they can't trust him because like there's there's really no other recourse on the on the roster right now. And I think it, it, it's like a hail mary to think that Diablo could be able to do it. Uh, yeah. At this at this point in the year, like he hasn't been in that room with them even. Yeah. All right, man. I, I guess. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. It's it's it's. Uh, I mean, something we talked about, bro. We talked about some this this like how is this coming? <laughs> like, some teams did a cover. There's a good attack there on the inside. Not really throw outside. That's basically what the Chiefs did. They rarely threw outside. And on the preview episode, I talked about what teams. Yeah, teams were playing too high against them. But the real big thing that they were doing was they were stopping Travis Kelsey in his. They were bumping him. They were make, making it tough, making Mahomes hold the ball when he was getting off the, you know, getting off the line. But, you know, Kelsey was having some free rush, you know, he's having some uh, free releases. 
it was just I didn't like that game plan they had for Kelsey. And because because the other teams, the other teams that played Kelsey, they put the corners on him. They put like their best corner. They put Bradbury on him and just to press him, you know, like get some press coverage on him. You know, I know, I know Faison got a couple shots at him, but and, and you know, he kind of just physically his way through Faison, but that's what other teams are doing. I mean, that's why the, the Chiefs couldn't move the football. It wasn't like just the two high looks. I mean, he's been doing that for years. And I mean, people act like the that's just how you beat Andy Reid. No, you have to stop Travis Kelsey. And the, the Raiders could not stop Travis Kelsey at all. And and that's not when when I was, once I saw that I was like, oh my god, they're not going to stop him because if you can't stop if you can't stop Travis Kelsey, you're not going to be able to stop them. I mean, it's really how it is. And they have a really good line. Like their line is like super legit. Um, I mean, Trey Smith is probably. I mean, he's probably the steal of the draft right now. Creed Humphrey was one of my favorite centers yeah. coming out this year. I was a really big Creed Humphrey guy. Um, I mean, even Wiley is a good inside. Um, I mean, Orlando Brown had a good game. Um, yeah, and then, then they just helped Wiley over and over and over again. But the, all the other four guys did work. So, and then they couldn't grab, grab Kelsey. I was like, oh my God, yes, this is going to be a blowout. And I, and I think it's the first, it's the first uh, piece of the puzzle is stopping Kelsey, right? Or slowing him down somehow, doing yeah. something to make them adjust, right? And play that cat and mouse game. There was no adjustments. There was no cat and mouse game. Yeah. You, 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 know, you, so. you, you gotta, you gotta make. So when Mahomes sees too high, what he does is, I mean, which he should do. He looks to Kelsey, right? I mean, he go, he goes. I mean, he, okay, I have nothing high. I'm going to go to Kelsey. What you want to make him do is, you see, he sees too high. He goes to Kelsey. Oh, then then that's when he panics. And if you if he does that and he comes here, you're you're done. You're literally done <laughs> all day. He's going to just eat you up from the pocket. I mean, you want him leaving the pocket. I, you know, people think that you know. That's what I'm saying. Everybody loves the the the, the guy that runs around and makes a highlight and and does all that cool stuff, but you saw if he stays in the pocket and he does what he wants to do, man, that's why he's one. I think he's the best quarterback in the NFL. So yeah, you can't play around with that guy. You can't play around. Also, you gotta be, you gotta be a little more creative in the back end too, man. I don't I'm know how you, I don't know how you, I don't know how you didn't watch what the Titans did and like, and just like try to copy that. Cause I, I really feel like they, I mean, they don't really, I mean, they don't have Kevin Byard. I, I get it, but um, I don't know. I, I think you, you try. You try to copy what they did, which was a lot of do something, throw something weird at them. Yeah, 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 because 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 yeah, they, they played a lot of the coverages that the the Titans played a lot of the coverages that you showed, right? They just didn't show it pre-snap. So like, I mean, they they <laughs> I'm sure they're they're too high. Like, okay, they're playing too high. No, the 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 uh, Titans would have like Kevin Byer lined up over Travis yeah, Kelsey. Well, yeah, Kevin Byer just he's all. <laughs> It's all pro safety. Best safety yeah. in that. But, but, so. but they, they would have they would have him like lined up over Travis Kelsey, like he's about to guard him man to man, and then he would just run all the way to yeah. high. And then there's somebody else guarding him. So that's that's it's that type of stuff that you have to do to the Chiefs. And if you don't, then you're gonna get murdered, especially with the personnel yeah. the Raiders have. You realize that yeah. you're describing the like players that do that was like Brian Dawkins and <laughs> Trey Palmolo. Ed Reed, that's who you're, like that's those are the players that can disguise and be up around the line streamers like yeah Kevin Barry is all pro like you got Jonathan Abram back here okay come on okay I mean, really? Jonathan Abram cannot disguise like he, his intentions are so clear every time he's out there it's like his body language you yeah. can just read him like a book uh but uh yeah I mean the dis- the disguise is probably not good enough 
I would, mm-hmm. I would say right, right now at this point, for sure, for the Raiders. Uh, they're, they're working some little things. It's, it's not, you know, the worst thing. It's not, it's not, it's not their biggest problem, you know. Yeah, the biggest problem is Perryman can't cover anyone. Abram can't cover anyone. Levitt can't cover anyone. You know, the, these guys around the middle aren't making an impact. You know, even Hobbs is going to be, you know, uh, I showed some film during the mailbag of him getting beat. Like, you know, all these guys across the middle are getting beat. Like, that's what the problem is. We've been talking about it for the whole year. Like, it's going to happen. And we've even talked about this point in time where they're going to play these three teams in a row that all have good inside players that are really, really effective. And it's really going to test this defense. I mean, because, I mean, after we got Tyler Boyd coming up this week, we got C.D. Lamb with Michael Gallup back which means C.D. Lamb is inside. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> that's going to be an issue. I mean, it is. It's going to be yeah. a huge issue against the you – think, you think the Cowboys aren't going to just try to attack in the middle of the field? They're literally – that's all they're going to do. They're going to – they're literally going to attack that part of the field all game. And I, I don't know if the Bengals are going to be that smart um, and attack. Cause, I mean, I, I did a Bengals interview the other day, and they're, and they're talking about Tyler Boyd's kind of getting weeded out of this offense. So I don't know if the, if the Bengals would be that smart. They might be. I don't know. They might be that smart to to switch it up. But the Cowboys will. I kill Amore and get to play around with you guys. So um, yeah, yeah. Play. I mean, Bengals. If you know, we could just peek slightly ahead. They love obviously working the outside. Higgins, Chase, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if Mullen's back, you know, I think uh, that'd be a great heavyweight matchup you know between the you know hey hayward and mullen and you know higgins and jace like that, that that'd be great film to watch honestly mm-hmm. uh if you're a fan of, of the of those kinds of things there's gonna be plenty of opportunities for both those corners to be man-to-man with those guys on the outside uh and i think that honestly it's it's a good matchup for the raiders yeah. like you know i think that that's probably their best shot you know but if they start doing some creative things we'll see because uh, they can they can beat you in other ways to the Bengals, but we don't need to get too far ahead of ourselves. Yeah, for sure. Before we get out of here, I do want to talk to you about, you know, we watch film, we're breaking down film, but some part of this, these last two losses, I think, after the Henry Ruggs incident, more stuff keeps on getting piled onto this team. I feel like, you know, and I've seen this happen before, when there's like a collective feeling like, oh, things are going bad again. And I think that we saw that from the Raiders when Deshaun Jackson fumbled that ball. I think, like you're saying, like nothing happened after that. Like a, like a defeat mindset kind of yeah. set in. Uh-huh. And I'm, I'm a little worried about that because, like, that's a tough thing to eradicate. You know, like that's that's a slippery slope, you know. Um, so I'm worried about the Raiders. Like, as soon as any kind of adversity sets in, hopefully we start seeing these guys, you know, like – stepping up and being like, oh, okay, we fumbled, something bad happened, you know, this happened, let's step our game up instead of what, what I think we're seeing is bad things happening, oh, oh, here we go again, you know? Yeah, I, I think what's interesting about what you're saying, and I think you have a good point, because, I mean, I, I feel like, I mean, that's why Derek Carr, like, took the ball up in the air at that point. I mean, he felt like that it was like a desperation. He's trying to save the season or whatever he's thinking and he can't go down, you know, um, you know, everybody wants to go viral, you know, everybody, the chiefs players called him scared or whatever, but <laughs> I mean, he, he was just trying to, he's, 
basically it was like, man, like what the hell's going on? Like this dude's wide open and I'm, I got more guys in my face. And, you know, he it's, it's, goes down. Derek Carr goes down under pressure. He's scared. Then he like fights through pressure to throw a terrible pass. And the Chiefs players call him scared. He's scared. Like, okay. All right. Cool. He's scared. You just check it out. You don't, you don't, you don't play football in the NFL if you're scared. All right. <laughs> I know, but uh, that's just division rising talking crap. But yeah. um, yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I think I think you have a point. And, and I, I think that uh that is kind of like the the mental part of this season. Especially that Deshaun Jackson, because that was embarrassing. And I don't know, you know, maybe Derek Carr at the, at that point looked around, was like, "This is happening again." He probably had a James Jones flashback. That's what I did. I don't know about anybody else, but I had a James Jones flashback. You ever guys remember that James Jones play when he fumbles twice in the same play back in 2014? I'm sure Derek Carr does. It's the second game of his career. <laughs> he threw he threw a dime to James Jones like right out of the money, and the James Jones like fumbles, and then he picks it up, and he's about to run the touchdown, and then he fumbles again. <laughs> Oh, I do remember that. No, that okay. was Derek Carr's. Okay. Derek Carr had a couple welcome to the Raiders moments those first two games. Wow. That was the one. And then the one when Maurice Jones you kicked the ball up in the air. Right. So I, I don't know. I think I think he had a lot of uh, flashbacks to what was happening before. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, if you've been here a long time, bro, it's like, yeah. Welcome to right. the Raiders. Welcome to the unfortunately, Raiders. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. I think that that's what the Raiders are going to be fighting this year. It's not necessarily like – their opponent, like, yeah, they're going to have to do all the, the study and the preparation like they're normally going to do, but they're also, on top of that, going to have to be, like, constantly fighting, like, the adversity of this season and, like, the mindset of defeat setting in. It's going to yeah. be a year-long challenge for them. So we'll see if yeah. they're able to rise to that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think this is a big game this week. I mean, if they go out and win this game, I, I think that's – I mean, it puts them in a really good spot, the AFC. The AFC is so wide open. Um, I mean, they're, they're not out of it at all. You know, there's no reason for for them to panic. You know, I mean, fans want to panic. That's fine. There's no reason for the team to panic. They ain't got to panic like the like the fans are. So I I, I hope you know the leadership in there realizes what's going on, right? I, what I think what should happen with this team. I mean, I, I think this team needs to kind of be reminded, like you know, the last time the the Raiders went to the Super Bowl, they were five and four at this point in time. They were five and four. <laughs> They were literally five and four at this point in time. They started off four and zero. This team started off three and zero. That team lost four in a row. All right, they lost four in a row. They scored like I think it was uh, they didn't score more than twenty three points in any of those games. So they had a couple points where they scored ten points in the previous two games before they started that losing streak. They scored fifty two and forty nine. Right. So I mean, they went on a slump. And then this is with Jerry Rice, Tim Brown, you know, right. you know Charlie Garner. All these guys, you know, there's probably would have been fans talking about like where's Gruden? This team would never win without Gruden after that losing streak. It probably should have been Rich Gannon has a wussy arm, Rich Gannon's old, never win with Rich. Those type of things would have been going on on Twitter. You know, you know, some guy writing a media article, why aren't they throwing to Jerry Rice? Um, even though they're throwing to Jerry Rice, but I'm just making it up in my head that they're not throwing to Jerry Rice. Uh and, and, you know. <laughs> All types of things that's happening, all types of narratives that are going still, on crazy. Still frames, still frames. Like yes. the progression is completely wrong. Look, <laughs> Jerry Rice wide open. Right Jerry Rice, what is Rich Gannon doing? He can't throw down field that Wimp Army has and all those things. So, you know, that's how it'd be. So that's kind of the perspective I'm looking at it at. They go out and win. They're six and four, just like that team was. <laughs> and that team's that's the last time they started three and oh. 
And, you know, we were getting to like the freak out of like, you know, people like in December, it's December, Derek Carr sucks and all that stuff. And, you know, Joshua Bill is posting stats of Derek Carr in December and November. So, but I, I do, I do have a rebuttal to that. I have a rebuttal to that. BD, I say this for the show, actually. If you got some extra time here, I got a little rebuttal. So, did you know from, because Joshua Bill loves to do this, from 2014 to 2021, right now, right? From November to December, Derek Carr has the most drops in the NFL <laughs> in November okay. and December. And he has 138 drops. Okay. So top five is him, Brady, right? Matt Ryan, Rogers, and Roethlisberger, right? He has 138. Tom Brady is at two with 115. Okay. 115 to 138. And then Derek Carr has the second highest drop rate. So he has a drop rate of 6.4 since then, right? So, so you, you put, put his, his passer rating or whatever up there you want to, but I mean, those drops make a big deal. Then it gets even crazier. You want know, it gets even crazier, BD? Because, you know, people, you know, talk about these, uh, you want to talk about passer rating, right? Since, you know, November and December, so from 2019 to 2021, which is really, he started having good stats. I mean, you guys, I know you guys like Derek Carr in 2016, but I mean, you know, you have a 20, 28 touchdown to six touchdowns. You have a pass rating under hundred. I, I, that's, that's not good to me. So, I mean, it was, what he, he was clutch and he was, you know, tough and whatever, but he wasn't, he didn't, ha- he wasn't really like an efficient quarterback that you, you want to see. Right. So from 2019 to 2021, Derek Carr is 11th in passer rating. So, I mean, you know, you could say he's 30th and 31st or whatever. So in the affirmative center, he's 30th in pass rating from 2019 to 2021, right? And he's throwing, he's second in yards. With all those drops still. 7.7 YPA. No, this, this is the catch. This is the, 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 the catch to it, right? Okay. okay. His, his drop rate has actually gone down. So he's actually playing better in December because they're not dropping the football anymore. <laughs> it's basically so his whole pass rating for his career is basically based on the drop so he stopped dropping the football he's you know he's played fine right and right. he has a good passer rating in november and december uh he's throwing a lot of yards i mean could he throw more touchdowns in november december yeah i mean he's still 12 you know what i'm saying i mean this is out of 40 quarterbacks and then if you even if you take out november this this is my favorite one Take out November, right? You just go December. Let's just go December, right? He's seventh in the NFL in passer rating in December from, from 2019 to 2020. From, from 2019 to 2020, basically. The last two seasons in December, his passer rating is 98. And he, yeah. and if you, you know, you want to talk about he fumbles, he doesn't have a fumble loss in December in the past two seasons. So you're saying there's a chance, Marcus. So I, what I'm saying is like the whole November and December thing is not true anymore because Derek Carr actually is good now so (laughs) i mean that's basically what i'm saying and look we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna need that you know i was looking at the schedule i think a lot of the teams that uh are on this left on the schedule yeah didn't play so hot last year but are playing better this year right so i think that some some of these you know games on the schedule that people were like oh that's a a win Hmm. i don't know washington just be you know buccaneers right like it's still a dangerous team Okay, even with what Heineke is this the quarterback? Come on. Yeah. P Tampa Bay, defending champions. Okay. Like anything can happen in the NFL. So 
yeah, Carr is going to have to play better. He's going to have to start well in this team because, mm-hmm. like, we've seen it. It's not going to be the defense. The defense is going to have to be in a shootout, you know, and just let Max Crosby and Yannick Ngakwe go to work because if they can't do that, defense isn't doing much, right, yeah. uh, unfortunately, at this point. So, yeah, like, Carr is going to have to, to score and put that pressure on the offense, on the opposing offense to really score fast. That's the only way that this team is really, I think, has a chance at this point. Yeah, it's, it's true. I mean, you're right. And, um, I mean, it is the only way that they really have a chance to win. They, they have to be able to push the ball down the field. Um, and it's it's kind of crazy. I mean, Alec Ingold getting hurt um, might actually help this team because they'll be able to mm. they'll be able to be more eleven personnel team. More eleven, yeah. And they run really really well at eleven personnel. And this is the first game. The Chiefs game is the first game that they didn't run primarily at 11 personnel. And I feel like, I feel like they're going to be more 12 personnel though, right? Maybe. Um, I hope not. I, I hope, I hope they have an analytics guy that's like showing them success rates for 11 personnel. I hope some guys doing that because that's where they got to run the ball. I mean, even their longest run in the last game was at, was at 11. So obviously it works for them. They have to be able to, they need to spread teams out and run the football that way. They can't, if they don't have a fullback anymore, they kind of have to do that. Um, but, you know, I, I just, I, I do want to, I just want to talk about that December Derek Carr thing. Cause yeah, if you post his whole career, then yeah, I get it. But like if you, the, the past three seasons have been a little different for him. Um, so when I, when I promote this on Twitter, I'm going to post that entire clip of you ranting about Derek Carr's December and November. <laughs> Said, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I, I, you know, it's, it's, to me, like the whole Derek Carr thing is just kind of ridiculous at this point. Like it's, it's just uh, everything I look at is you guys are just so annoying. It's just like annoying me at this point. Like I feel like I'm about to block everybody on Twitter. Like that's basically how the point I am with like the Derek Carr conversation because the defense gave up 41 points. Yeah, right. And right. you know they gave up 41 points, like. <laughs> But the game, they didn't, the game they was didn't, out of hand. They didn't the score thirty six. Like you know, what I mean? like what are we like? What are you like? I don't know. Like what are you really mad at? Yeah, you're just mad that he's there. Right. Basically, that's basically what you're mad at. Like, like you know, you know, some shows talk about playing Marcus Mariota, like because so they could make the playoffs. <laughs> I'm like, like first of all, first of all, like Marcus Mariota was under pressure five times in his last start. So. Like he's never faced this. He's never had this happen to him in his career. He's never had a bad offensive line, and he has like a sack percentage of like eight in his career. So like, you know, that's just like I got like a threat. I got a threat one time because I was like threatening to like ruin our show because I told Marcus Mariota is a high sack percentage and it's gonna be behind a bad offensive line. It's probably gonna be a disaster. <laughs> he must he must have been from uh, Marcus Mariota's hometown or something like that. It's know? like just think like think guys use your brain. You know, that's, that's all I'm saying. All right. All right. I'm done. I'm, I'm done. That, on that note, <laughs> think about it. Think about it. Raider Nation, we appreciate everyone. I appreciate all the people that reached out to me and sent me uh, well wishes about the birth of my son. So I appreciate uh, you guys for that, Raider Nation. Also, make sure you hit up Manscaped into the promo code TDL for 20% off plus free shipping on any Manscaped product. Holidays around the corner. Get that uh, special man in your life, something from Manscaped. The Manscaped catalog has a bunch of men's grooming products. Uh, I use it pretty often, you know, personally, so I can attest to the value, the quality of it. So make sure you hit up Manscaped uh, for that 20% off by entering the promo code TDL.
And that's it for us, Raider, Raider Nation. We out. Peace. All right, bro. I